everyone and welcome back to another episode of Usapong Usbong under the COVID series. My name is Kara and I will be your host for this episode. So for today's episode, we'll be having a sort of roundtable discussion with some of Usbong's members who can share their thoughts and insights on what's recently been happening in the country in terms of COVID-19 and the adjustment of most of the Filipinos to the new normal. So for today, we have Ken, Gab, and Andre joining us. Welcome to Usapong Usbong, guys. Hey, Kara, it's a pleasure to be part of this. Uh, thanks for having me. Hi. Yeah, hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> okay. <Good> <laughs> okay, so before we begin, I want to start off by asking, how are you guys? You know, how have you guys been adjusting to the new normal now with COVID-19 and all? Uh, Gab, would you want to share? Yeah, uh, I mean, for everyone, I, I'm pretty sure my experience is very similar in that it's been very difficult, you know, missing out on a lot of things that, uh, you know, for us being college students, we would have hoped for um, a lot of aspirations that were cut short because of the pandemic. But at the same time, there's been a lot of silver linings that have, um, you know, came from, from this event and a lot of learnings for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. No, it's really been so hard to adjust, especially as students. And it's really a privilege for us to find those kinds of silver linings in, in these times now. So how about uh, you, Ken? Um, I agree with Gab. Um, there's a lot of um, good things that still happen, you know, uh, around in, in, in my environment at least. Um, and I think I've been trying to adjust well or as best as I can uh, and make use of, you know, all the resources that I have right now. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that's so true. Uh, how about you, Andre? Yeah, just the same for me as well, you know, just making the most out of the time and, um, yeah, just focusing on school as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I agree with all of you guys. I mean, we've been in quarantine for maybe, no, for more than a year. And, you know, we've been through all of these different lockdowns, different quarantines, the MECQ, GECQ, the CQs and all of that. Um. I want to know what are your takes or what do you think about um, how the country has been handling this pandemic? So about the whole situation, do you believe that it's getting worse or it's getting better? Um, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, for me, in terms of, I guess, the way the government has adjusted, there's a lot to be desired. But the fact that, you know, uh, vaccines are rolling in the country, that um, yeah, people are, are really learning more about the virus and how to sort of defend against it, how to boost your immune system. I feel like more people are, are prepared, especially um, the case before where like hospitals used to be super flooded and, you know, uh, it was really jam-packed and a lot of front were struggling. To now, I guess it's still pretty bad, but to a point where it's not really the case that, you know, you wouldn't be able to find the hospital bed anywhere that, you know, it's, it's a bit more um, adaptable and more people can get help. I agree with Gab, no. Um, I think um, they're doing they're doing good now, or at least you know as good as they can. Um, but it can be a lot better, no. Um, I think yeah, with what Gab said with the hospital um, vacancies, um, they're handling it better because uh, I believe there's um, less cases on a day-to-day basis now compared to last month or or pre- previous months, no. And in the vaccine rollout is um it, it's they're rolling it out, but I believe that they can do it in a faster at a faster pace, no. And to follow up on that, um, mm-hmm. I think 
it's just better now that the vaccines are being given to the A4 class. So ever since that happened, like it really feels much quicker, the response of the government. And it feels like more people are getting vaccinated. And I think um, that is a fact that there are more people getting vaccinated, especially the workforce. So I think that's going to translate mm-hmm. into positive things in terms of the economy and other factors. Oh, yeah, that's true. I also think that at the start of the pandemic, most of the um, impact or the shock that came from it was because of how unprepared everyone was for it. I mean, not just our country, you know, worldwide, it really came um, kind of out of nowhere. No? So a lot of it came from the fact that we were quite unprepared. So even though it took us a little bit longer to get our footing as a country or like as the way that the government is handling it, um, I, I agree with you guys that we are getting better, but it still could be even better than that too. So aside from like the way that the government has been handling this and how you know more people are getting vaccinated and all of that, um, the things that have been helping us uh, as a society right now have also been happening on a smaller scale. Like for example, the Bayanihan spirit of the Filipinos have been quite evident recently, especially in a lot of the efforts like the community pantries. There are other non-government organizations who are giving out donations or ayuda packages or who are having um, donation drives in kind or in cash um, that are being organized by NGOs and other youth organizations. So there, I feel like there's a, there are two kinds of people when it comes to these kinds kind of situations. There are people who are very supportive of these other initiatives and there are also people who um, don't support it or don't um, don't condone this kind of um, emergency action in a way. So where do you guys stand on this? Are you for all of these initiatives or do you disagree with them? Um, I think I can I can give input on this. Um, personally, I'm for it, no? Um, I understand why people are against it because it might, you know, promote the spread of uh, COVID, no? But I believe that helping those in need um, takes precedence over, um, um, I mean, um, not really safety because there are still protocols in place um, in these community pantries. So they're doing their best uh, in trying not to spread the virus, but at the same time, trying to help those in need, no? Because... A lot of the people that go to these community pantries, they have no sources of income or they lost it uh, due to the pandemic. So um, these community pantries are a huge help for them. And I see a lot more positives in, do, in creating community pantries rather than um, not helping those in need. No. And with yeah. activities like the community pantry, like one amongst many, um, for me, the key lang is being able to do all of these responsibly. So as Ken mentioned, like there's a protocol. So how can you um, see the wrong in giving when there are right protocols being followed? So as long as you know you don't cross a border, you don't cross the line, and and as long as you don't cross that, basically, I think it's really a good thing. Siguro uh, an, a different angle that I think why there were some complaints about the community pantries weren't the act itself, but the fact that citizens had to be the ones to do the initiative for these type of 
you know um organized you know giving that um ba- basically like, as 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 citizens why would a lot of our fellow Filipinos have to go hungry during this pandemic like aren't there are these supposed to be systems in place to help these people so I guess it kind of begs the question uh, shouldn't they have been provided support already in the first place and not to say that the government hasn't been providing anything but the fact that the community pantries became super popular kind of says something about um, you know in a good in a good light us as a society that Filipinos are very makabayan uh, and we, we really want to help our brothers and sisters but at the same time uh, there should be systems in place um, you know where, where do the taxes go are, are, is there anything in you know for the taxes that we pay that go to helping you know uh, our brothers and sisters that can't afford it so I, I already think at the same time that you know they shouldn't be going hungry especially during a pandemic where we all need to help each other out and the top you know the, the the first responders to that issue should be from our from our government so yun lang um it's not necessarily a criticism of the pantry organization mismo but just about the system as a whole okay so i think with that also it comes with the whole concept of the romanticization of the filipino resilience you know that's been um brought up in many different situations it comes with the education system you know how there are children who uh travel how many hours through forests and rivers to go to school and also same with the community pantries and all of that these are such great qualities that the filipinos have it's true but then it kind of is used as a way to brush under the rug the bridge that needs to be crossed by the higher systems higher systems in place like what gab said earlier you know so i feel like that's something that we need to think about too when we uh think about how we criticize um, the actions or the initiatives that other people put in place because they have good intentions. But then, you know, like we also need to hold our government accountable for where they are lacking as well. So since December last year, there have been um, lots and lots of news about different variants of COVID-19. So uh, what do you guys have to say about these variants in the world, you know, and not just in our country? Do you think that you guys personally are educated about this? Do you get information about this? Or is the information given by um, all of the media outlets easy for you to digest or understand? Or do you think that there's somewhat of an information overload going on right now? Personally, I think there is an information overload, personally. Like, honestly, it's hard for me to grasp because um, it's also... I'm trying to understand, let's say I'm vaccinated, like what does my vaccine protect me from or like what variants? So that's information mm-hmm. that I'm lacking and hopefully I can continue to educate myself on the variants and how, like, how protected I am from them. Yeah, um, I agree. No, when I, I also, um, I had my first dose as well. So when I had... Um, when I went to the hospital, we asked about um, what vaccine is in today, so what we're going to get. And then um, they told us the brand and all. And when we asked about it um, in comparison to the other brands, you know, the people who were giving it, they were kind of like, oh, no, it's good. It's good. Don't worry. You know, it's fine. They didn't really go into um, a lot of depth about it. So 
yeah, it's like a lot of research has to be done, like personally on our end to really stay informed about everything. Um, how about the rest of you guys? Yeah, I guess for me, um, for a lot of Filipinos, uh, their main source of information is social media. And nowadays, you know, with the presence of so many websites, so many articles that are trying to get clicks, it's easy to get, you know, overloaded information without actually learning anything, without actually being sure that what you're learning, what you're seeing is correct because there mm-hmm. are some that are saying that it's, it's safe for the vaccines now. Oh, this one, you know, it's really bad. Not enough research has been done, in, you know, um, going into the production of this vaccine versus another website saying, oh, it's good. Like, especially, like, let's say the DOH would say, yeah, uh, for example, Sinovac. Sinovacs are really good, but there's a lot of criticism about, about it. So it's just really difficult to try to navigate, especially, I think, about those who are less educated mm-hmm. in terms of trying to, to navigate um, online and, you know, having media literacy. So I think it's, it's a real problem that... Um, you know, if someone would ask me where, what should I look at? Like, where should I look in order to get all this information? I wouldn't have a clear-cut answer. Maybe our DOH, mm-hmm. Department of Health's infographics, but from my experience, um, it's not something that's easily accessible just because there's so many options and the algorithms in, in social media are just really difficult to navigate through. Um, Adding on to uh, what Sinagab and Rose said. Um, nga, there's a lot of information that you see um, that you can't really make sure that it's correct. No? So it's the, the information overload. It tends to mess with what, how you perceive what's going on in the country right now. Because honestly, like most, of, mo- most of my experience in the pandemic, I'm just at home. So everything, again, from social media, from the news. Um, and there's no um, clear or easily understandable way to no like it's not easy to understand what's happening with the virus because yeah there's this news of a new vi- new variants like the like the delta the uh, the the epsilon the you know etc no and how would you know again how would the people who aren't as you know technologically savvy or um um, media literate, as Gab said, would be able to know what's mm-hmm. right. No, like they wouldn't be able to navigate what's right and from what's right and what's wrong. So I think um, either the government or the media agency should um, provide more um, infra- infographics, at least, no, or or any you know mm-hmm. clearer or more understandable source of information that isn't just in English, because you know not a lot, not everyone can understand what's what's going on if they put it in English, yeah. you know, palagi, no? Yeah, I agree. And I think now with all of the information, no, it gets scary, like just hearing about all of these news. And like, if we're scared and we have access to all of this information, what about the people who hear these kinds of big news and then they don't have like enough information to kind of um, back it up and all of that? It gets quite and a lot of this information isn't given in layman's terms. It's given in all of these like medical terminologies and all, which is quite hard to understand. And a lot of places don't have sources for their information. Like now, um, I don't know if you guys have like um, Viber group chats, you know, like if your families have Viber group chats and all. But then like lots of different kinds of um, messages, like 
kind of like chain messages are being forwarded about like all of this news about vaccines, about COVID, about um, the government, all of this and that, that you can't even tell if they come from a reliable source. Like there's one time um, someone I know forwarded a message to this group chat and someone else said like, oh, where did you get this information? And then the person who sent it was like, oh, I don't know. It was just forwarded to me. So it's like um, really hard nowadays to find reliable information, especially when your kind of circle of influence is filled with all of this, um, all of these messages that we don't know where they're really coming from or what. So I feel like um, this discussion really brought about a lot of insights and different perspectives regarding the new normal. And personally, I learned a lot from you guys. And I hope that our listeners who are here right now did as well. So before we officially end this podcast episode, do you guys have any messages you would like to share? Um, siguro a message I'd like to share is um, if you can, try to do your own research. No? Um, try to look for trusted sources like um, the DOH, WHO. Um, but also don't just rely on those sources of information. Um, if you see something on social media, try to fact check it before you you know, believe it and send it to to whoever, no? So, yeah, and just stay safe. Still keep wearing masks if you're vaccinated. Um, yeah, take care. Think before you click. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how about you, Gab? you have anything to say? Yeah, so for me, Kyra, uh, I guess my advice or sort of what I got from all this conversation would be to, just like what Ken said, do your own research, uh, fact-checked, of course, but to also trust the experts uh, on, on this topic. Like we have people, we have really good people in the DOH man for a reason that uh, we, we all have an end goal man of trying to go back, not necessarily to the way things were back then, but sort of to a new chapter of our lives that, you know, makes us more educated, makes us more wary of the dangers that are in our lives, but to also move on past, you know, the stage of quarantining and, you know, honestly loneliness from a lot of us so you should trust the experts uh trust the doctors that have really spent their lives um working on on their craft and mm-hmm. knowing a lot of stuff we don't we can't really comprehend and i guess we just trust in their ability to tell us the right things to do and uh, i i believe if we really sort of follow that path and we all get ourselves vaccinated we all get whatever is available um to try to, you know, help each other out to achieve herd immunity, I think that would be a really good way to, um, you know, progress as, as, as a country. Personally, I just want to say that I hope everyone really stays safe. And if you do go out and you do other activities outside your home, um, do it responsibly. Um, there are really restrictions, protocol in place that are there to protect you. Um, you can utilize those, but at the same time, don't abuse them. So that's the most important thing is that you just do your part, be safe, follow the rules. Okay, thank you for that, guys. And if I were to say anything, I would say that if you haven't yet, um, go and register to vote. You know, we still have time. And I think that um, if we all register to vote and we vote in the upcoming elections, then maybe the response to all the things that are happening because of the COVID-19 pandemic um, will be different and maybe it'll be better. So that's a wrap for today's episode and we certainly hope you enjoyed this podcast and learned something new as well. 
Um, remember to only seek for verified information about COVID-19 and we hope you continue to practice all of the safety guidelines. So once again, my name is Kara and I am here today together with Gab, Ken, and Rol. So I hope you guys can watch out for the next episode of the COVID-19 series only here on Usapang Uspong. Stay safe, everyone. Goodbye.